Okay, it's recording now, Dusty. That's fine. All right. I'll just be honest. Our recording messed up. Yep, we this were is a take two. 20 minutes down the drain. <laughs> yep. This is a, this is a real, real podcast. You know, yeah. you'll see the behind the scenes. We're These things the happen. Yeah. Unavoidable, maybe, if we paid for actual software. We need sponsors first. If anyone's listening. Yeah, we can't, we can't pay for premium stuff. At, yep. at, at, at Dollar, Dollar Shave Club or uh, whatever. Yeah. You know, free shout outs for you guys, but uh, hook us up. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is the third official podcast of the Wonku podcast, subject to the name might change in the future. Yes. Um, you, before you mentioned you had an interesting name for it. What was the, what was the name you were thinking of? Yeah, that's right. Um, I was thinking of the name you've thought about it. So it's so the podcast is like just where we just talk about things where on, on topics that you might have thought about in in your head or with friends. But you know, this is just a way for you to listen to our perspective on it. Maybe it, it's similar to yours. Maybe you're like, mm, I don't know about that. That's a that's a hot take, but. Hopefully it's uh, interesting, nonetheless. Um, I think it's a yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. good um, good, kind of a good way of explaining what we talk about. Because I think a lot of the topics we cover about like you, someone somewhere would have had a thought, or maybe like had a, like you know, had a thought about it a little bit. So your name's pretty pretty appropriate. Yeah. So well, I, well, yeah. So that's definitely one of the um one of the ideas going forward for what the name will be. Mm-hmm. If uh, if an even better one comes. Uh, you know, you never know, but that's a pretty good contender at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, when uh, just before our recording chat itself, we were talking about the difference between ramen in Australia and Japan and how it's just totally not comparable at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we came to the consensus that you can get ramen in melbourne that's okay you know like you can get like okay ramen like decent ramen decent. yeah but you'll never describe it as good if you've ever like it sounds so like it sounds so like um what's the word like elitist but it, 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 if you've <laughs> it been is to japan yeah you, you understand like you can't really compare anything as good if you've actually tried japanese ramen especially like if you've gone to tokyo you've gone like yeah you've gone, gone around and tried all the different ramens available it's, yeah. it's just it, yeah you can call any ramen in japan good but you can't really say the same for what we have in in Melbourne. But he, hmm. here's a funny thing. Um, I did not bring this up in the previous uh, take. Um, uh, there is a ramen bowl that I tried uh recently. Um, I believe it it's like pretty much like an instant ramen bowl from the Japanese Seven Elevens, like Seven Eleven Gold Edition. It's pretty pricey. It's like eight to ten bucks for like literally a bowl of like ramen, like literally like like a like a, like a styrofoam bowl. But hmm. that ramen, the flavor and the like. I guess the whole entire like the package is probably the closest thing I've had to um like Japanese ramen. Closer than anything I've tried. Like even even in um like in restaurants, compared to restaurants in Melbourne. But you bought it here. Yeah, I bought it here. I I bought it here. Um a lot of the um like the, the Korea marts or the Asian marts have it. Uh I mm. f- yeah, I, you gotta try it. See, yeah, send me that. <laughs> yeah, send me I'll a send picture you the link. Yeah. I, I don't know if because it might have been such a long time since I've had Japanese ramen. Oh. But I remember when I was eating I was like this is it. This is like the closest um, I've come. Isn't that sad? Like, Isn't yeah, that sad that fucking like, instant ramen tastes better than ramen in a restaurant? 
Is it yeah, like similar to like that one that we bought from the convenience store in Japan? I don't know. I don't remember. How, that was how like that was get? that was like Michelin star instant ramen. Oh, that one. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't really remember like that really clearly now. Hmm. But I do like I've had like say so one of my favorite parts about ramen is noodles or like toppings itself. It's always the soup. It's gonna be the soup. The soup. You know? Yeah. You taste the soup by itself, and if you can hold up, then yeah, it's gonna be a good ramen. Hmm. A lot of the soups here, like like we said before, like in Melbourne, it, it's okay. It's kind of like, kinda you know, like something, soup, you know. Yeah, it's it's like you can drink and it's oh, it's it's, it's fine, but like it's kind of missing something, you know. Yeah. The the one I had, like the um the imported um Japanese one, that was kind of it. It was like it had like this richness to it that you couldn't really get mm. from restaurants. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Uh, I think after you try it, you kind of know what I mean. But like I, I I'm a hundred percent sure that you'll like it. Okay. Like you, you, yeah. There's, there's no way you wouldn't like it. Yeah. I kind of like yeah. want to try thicker broths, like we were talking about skimming, and like how that's like a, it's like a dipping sauce, right? It's pretty much like condensed ramen broth, and then you dip noodles in, right? So like, I don't know, like the the the, the broth here is just like too thin. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's not not enough flavors in it. It's like. Maybe yeah. they're not using the same ingredients as they mm. are in Japan. That could be a big difference in flavor. Yeah. And I, the reason why we brought up Tsuke Men was because um, there was a time when we were in Tokyo and we were meant to... Um, so, we were, so we went to this famous uh, ramen place. Or not famous ramen, famous Tsuke <laughs> uh, Men place, okay? So you'll, you'll see, why, see why this is important. We got ramen there. And then we noticed afterwards that everyone was eating Tsuke Men. And then we, were, um, we realized afterwards, it was like, oh... Um, that place is known for the tsukimen, not the ramen, and we got the ramen there, and we were kind of a little bit disappointed now because like it's <laughs> kind of like we should have got you know what they were famous for. It's like the analogy was like you go to KFC to get beef. It's like you don't really want to do that. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, so we're saying the next time um, if we are in Tokyo and we go to that store, we have got to try the proper way. Yes. Of uh, the way what what it's known for. We waited an hour for that <laughs> to get the wrong good. thing. Ramen was good though. It was good. Ramen it was, was still good. good. It was still yeah. it was good. It was good. Yeah. That's what I mean about Japan. Like everything, like there's like the ramen there's good. No matter what you do, it's still gonna be good. Yeah, that's true. Now moving on to the um, the, so that was just a little uh, intro to I guess like I guess our travel experiences. Um, yes, I talked about uh, traveling actually. Yeah, we haven't really talked about where we've really been. Yeah. Um, do you want to do you want to like like you, you travel a lot? Like you've been um skiing, you know, with uh. Bunch of, bunch yeah, of I am very like, fortunate to have parents that like traveling with their children because I feel like a lot of parents just leave their kids at home and go by themselves because it's so much cheaper as well. But yeah, I was fortunate enough to travel around the world as a kid. Um, it's funny you say that because I feel like a lot of kids don't want to travel with their parents either. Really? I think it's fun. Yeah, it's like the other way around. Like It's almost like you know, like, it's like a family trip, but like some kids, but by a certain age, you go out of it, you don't really want to go with your family on trips. Yeah. This is, it's like I, I guess, like, I guess it's, it's the point. You, you get to that point when you have enough money to pay for your own trip, I think. But if it's the yeah. parents that are, that are paying for you, then it's like, obviously I'm going to come, I'm going to go with you, you know? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you like traveling with your parents or have you? Ah. Uh... I don't know. I, I think if you ask me now, the answer would be no. Yeah. And it's just because of like some bad experiences. Like, because we sleep in the same room. 
And oh, yeah. I think my both my parents are like pretty deep sleepers, but I feel oh. like sometimes they also like snore, so they keep yeah. me up at night. So I can't really like have like I, I get pretty tired the next day. Mm. But like I think it, the the times like I think it's okay if you travel with like other like families as well. So like you travel with like other like family and you stay with like the other kids as well. So it's kind of like a bunch of families go, and they don't stay in their room and the kids have their own room. So like mm. I think that's like kind of better for like, the way of traveling with like. Family. I've never had that. I've never done that before. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah is, is this like part of a tour or something? No, no, no. This is just um like with like a bunch of family friends. So it was like me oh. plus three other family, like like people, like friends. I like, they all like kind of like um like childhood friends. And we went to Hawaii together to... um. Oh, wow. Yeah. That sounds yeah, so, so fun. Like yours. Yeah, that, that's pretty fun. That's true. Um, I've never actually gone on... Uh, oh, yeah. Actually, no, no. Once to like New Zealand. Um with family friends yeah actually that's actually so much better <laughs> like going yeah with, exactly. going with yeah. like other kids your age that's yeah, good because like someone you can relate to you know it's pretty yeah fun. Hmm. so yeah it's that's a bit that's the that's the closest i've come to going to the states though i've never been to the states i've been to well, that counts, Hawaii. Right? yeah i don't know it's it's probably a, di- it, a, yeah. a lot different though than being yeah. on like the mainland yeah just, just like just getting a little taste of like I guess like the the food and I think Hawaiian food is going to be very different to like food you get like in the actual like main like mainland states. Um, what what are, the, what are the, they the, known the portions for? Portions are big though. Hey, you mean in Hawaii? Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. like a so, so, specialty dish? I think in Hawaii is like the poke the poke balls, the poke balls, like the oh, fresh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. fish and like mm-hmm. those like seaweed stuff and balls. Those those are pretty good. I don't think you might try one or two of those. Um, Here's a here's a shocking fact. I'm I'm actually not a big fan of um raw fish. Or I was sashimi. just gonna I was just gonna say like, did you like that? <laughs> no, cause I I don't know. I I'm a much bigger fan. Okay, something I did really enjoy there, it was like I don't I think there's a word for this like a proper word for it, but it was like it was like egg, rice, gravy, and like spam or something. It was like some sort of like oh, breakfast. Oh yeah, that you know what I mean? Yeah, that sounds really good. And I thought that was like the coolest thing ever, like having like eggs and gravy together. That yeah. that sounds that sounds really good. There's like there's like a it's like a dish in like I don't know if it's like a it's like a name for it in like Hawaii. I'm sure like um yeah yeah that was it was really good though. I don't know. Also like the um oh you know, the, we had the most like American thing when we landed there. Mm-hmm. I also felt like oh yeah it was really funny because um I think I was like the younger one youngest the youngest one out of like the uh, the four kids that went there so everyone there was like maybe one or two years older than me in high school and stuff. And yeah. I don't know if this is like, like I don't know if it was of an age thing or like, is this like the genetic thing? But like, the other two um guys that were that that were with me, they they had to go like to sleep straight away. Like their their body was like so messed up from the jet lag or something, and I felt oh, fine. Man. I was like, it's like they were pretty much stuck in bed like sleeping while I was like like you know out there like you know exploring the city and stuff. And the mm-hmm. very first um day we got um waffles like the American style waffles. They were, like everything had like. Like chalk syrup, like fudge cream, like banana, like pretty much like all the works on the waffles. And yeah. even as a kid, like you think kids love all that stuff, right? I think even as a kid, I thought that was pretty excessive. It was like way too much. I was like, the first two bites, I was like, this is this is great. Then afterwards, kind of finished the whole thing. I was like, this this is I feel kind of excessive. This, 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 this is too much, man. <laughs> yeah, and this is like is this what like people eat all the time? It's like no way. Like it kind of makes sense now, like. You no, know, like if people have like eat, eat too much, it's not not good for their health. Yeah, 
It's too much of a good thing. Exactly. But yeah, the mm. older food there was pretty good. We went to like, because like Hawaii has a bunch of like, a lot of like Japanese, it's like influenced like meals and stuff, and, like the culture there. Oh, really? So there were a lot oh, of right. Food. I guess we're like the, the Poke Bowl thing. Yeah, yeah. And they also have like, um, Japanese. Like, like uh, I don't know if it counts as nigiri, but like it's like um, spam nigiri. So it's like rice, spam on top, and it's wrapped with like a um, seaweed. Mm. They're, they're big on spam yeah, in, um, in Hawaii. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm a pretty big fan of yeah. And Sam's great. I love that shit. Yeah, I think yeah, it, we had a, a lot of um, a lot of, a lot of Asian food because you know, like like the parents, you know, they're all Chinese. They always always try to get Chinese food when they can. Even in Hawaii. Yeah, pretty much. We had like Korean food and like Chinese food for two three nights. But like for lunch and stuff, we had like oh man, it's crazy how much soft drink you can have there. Like, Do they have like re- free refills? Yeah, and like imagine like the let's say the McDonald's large for Australia, right? That's like the medium yeah. for the states over there. That's fucked up. And it's kind of like expected you get a refill at least. So imagine you're just drinking oh, two large man. like drinks, like two large cokes from McDonald's for every single meal you have. Like, just that's messed up. Don't, yeah, I, I don't understand. Like, like, like it's so much. Do you know what I don't get though? Is like. Australian and Amer- Australia doesn't have that stuff, right? We don't really get yeah. we don't really get free refills. Yeah. Um, and our portion sizes are a lot smaller in like these fast mm-hmm. food places, but then we're st- pretty much still as obese as America. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like so, like a lifestyle thing as well. Though. Yeah, it's just like we're too really comfortable. I don't know, but like, Australians have a lot. Of, like, people really fit in Australia as well. You know, like a lot of sports. You're from a young age, footy, yeah. rugby, swimming, tennis, so many, so many things you could be doing. So like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's if it's as a big deal now. I feel like it's just got to do with like all the food you eat. Cause like, we have so many like so much good food in Melbourne. You know, we have like all the different cultures, That's all the true. different restaurants. So I'm guessing like yeah. you kind of want to, you want to try everything, right? a bit of everything, and by trying a bit of everything, yeah. you know, like if you don't, or even even like lockdown as well. Lockdown hasn't helped. Funny, uh, funny. We mentioned this is um, we're currently oh yeah. in the mid middle of our sixth lockdown. Is that right? The sixth lockdown. That's sixth how stupid lockdown. that sounds. The sixth lockdown we have now. That started at eight p.m. So started it's eleven thirteen right now as of recording. So three hours ago, eight eight p.m. That's when the lockdown started. This is the sixth lockdown yeah. we've had. I, I don't remember if we were on lockdown during the previous podcast. Do you do you remember um, if it was lockdown at that time or if we were? I think we were on lockdown that time I, still. I think we were. Yeah. That was the fifth one we were in. Yeah. So pretty much these podcasts are happening like always during lockdown. <laughs> every lockdown. So like, every lockdown we'll we get a new podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just like, it's, they're so, I mean, you can't really blame them. You know, they want, they want to try to keep everyone safe. Oh, but here's yeah. the big thing, right? The protests. Mm. You know for sure tomorrow. In the city somewhere, in the CBD, there's going to be a protest about this lockdown again. Oh. Uh, you're not looking forward to that. I have work tomorrow. <laughs> do, you, do you have to go in for That's work? Not... Yeah, because it's oh, um, you can't, you can't really do a online, hospital. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Do you... Okay. Uh, wh- 
do you think like the protests are gonna affect like like you like directly like transport wise or like lockdown like the, the gridlock um, or something lock up the city or something Wait, do, do you probably know like I, I, I yeah i drive but i um i think like the main street that they usually do protests in i don't i don't really go near there i kind of go like through the city a different way okay so i think that's, that's fine yeah. yeah if anything also be too be early tomorrow yeah it's gonna be like no no everyone's gonna be, working um, from home yeah working from home again so you have good traffic tomorrow at least that's you know a little silver lining you can look forward to i actually like that then in lockdown there's there's like no traffic yeah people forget this like actually it's driving is like immensely like more like satisfying and relaxing when there's no one around you can just kind of just like it's so great your own pace it's so yeah good. And just you know if you're the only car on the road it feels great just to like you know cruise through the night or yeah. cruise through like the, the streets but when there's people everywhere yeah. and it's like peak hour traffic it's just stressful it's just like not a fun experience mm. yeah like i remember when uh they were like easing the restrictions it there was like gradually more and more cars on the road and like usually when i drive to uni it's like 20 minutes from where i am but then like that time it was like almost an hour so it was so far Jeez, an hour okay yeah like i was late to my class for like half an hour because of it hey, you still showed up though you know it's better than uh not showing yeah, up at that's all true. Get, get the attendance yeah. you know and leave no one really cares <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. right we went on a tangent um so about <laughs> traveling yeah so um, okay so I was isn't saying, that the, I, when you were in hawaii when you had that near-death experience yep so funny thing, um, so yeah, so the near death experience was like almost almost drowned. So that, that was that was the um scenario. Um, before then, um, I always thought like, oh yeah, I'm 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 an okay swimmer, um, because you know yeah. if you if you if you're from Australia, Australia, exactly, you you spend from a young age you're swimming, right? Like you you get used to swimming. Yeah. And I thought like, okay, I I I felt like I was like a like a competent swimmer. So what happened? The context behind that scenario was um. So a bunch of my friends, they wanted, there was kind of like a little, um, almost like a tidal island, or like a little like raised area, kind of like out at sea, so you can stand on it without having to tread water. And how they got there was they would like, I guess, there's like a pier extending into the ocean as well. And they kind of hugged the pier's support beams and kind of went out from there. And then like they went from the, the tip of the pier onto the island in the middle of like the um, water. So it wasn't a really big island. It was like a coral reef. It's like a piece of flat rock. And um, I thought, you know what? Um, I, I could use a bit of like, like a good swim or something, right? So I swam from the shoreline all the way out to get to the island. And I think like I may have misjudged the distance because towards the end, I was like maybe like 10 meters away from the island, like 15 meters away from the island. I kind of started losing power. And then like, it's kind of weird. Like how you think like, oh, like, surely like it can make a little bit more but then you kind of begin to think like oh my god like what if i don't make it i can't just stand up it's not a pool you can't just like go for the edge or you can't just you know go for the bottom of the pool in the bottom it's you're in the middle of the ocean so I was, yeah. beginning, I was beginning to panic and as i was trying to like say hey i need some help a wave hit me and like water goes into oh, your no. mouth <laughs> so it's so you start, you start panicking even more right so like yeah. you kind of like waving your hand and like you say i was like kind of saying help to my friend my friend looked kind of confused and I later found out he thought that I was like pulling a prank on him as I was joking with him, right? And he eventually <laughs> swam over to me 
And yeah. I, I'm sure, like, this is probably well documented, but when people, like, begin to panic in the water, or, like, feel like they're going to drown, they try, like, grab onto anything, right? This includes, like, other people. And so, obviously, I tried to grab on, like, to my friend, like, to try, um, like, you know, almost, like, help me, like, steady myself, right? Yeah. And that probably kind of freaked him out as well because um, he was just like, okay, uh, just, like, every time the wave was kind of hitting me, he was like, just, like, duck your head beneath the wave and, like, kind of pop up again. And I was like, yep. I heard, remember him saying that, but I didn't want to go anywhere beneath the water at all at that point. I just want to keep my head above water. And then yep. he was like, okay, just, uh, just like, come, just, like, just start backstroking towards the um, the shore, right? Yep. And I was like, so steady, right? Just slow and steadily, like, went back to shore. And I was pretty much using, like, all of my energy at that point just to keep myself afloat. And mm-hmm. when I got onto shore... Like, I didn't even feel tired. Like, it, that's something, you know, it's kind of like, like a life-threatening experience. Like, I just felt empty inside. Oh, my God. I was just like, I was like, there was like no emotion at all. It was like, it wasn't fear. It wasn't like, like, like shock or anything. It was just emptiness. It was just like, you're kind of accepting the fact that you could have just died just then. You could have just been like another number, like a, like a drowning in Hawaii, right? And literally for the whole entire night, we went to this like, nice, like, like, I guess like, like tropical theme, the Hawaiian theme, like like beach restaurant. Yeah. We're getting food there, right? And like, I couldn't taste anything. It was just kind of empty. You just kind of you, you kind of oh just God. thinking about your mortality the whole entire time. You just silent the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Is it kind of silent? It's kind of like you had a near death experience. <laughs> I just picturing. I was just picturing you. Just like, you've got like those aloha flower necklace around you and there's like music and you're just sitting there in silence. Yeah, I'm just staring it's like when you come up from war you have like a thousand yards yeah. there you're staring into the distance <laughs> that's probably died. what I looked like that's actually probably what I looked like yeah oh but God. yeah big big shout out to my friend though um, Eddie you know he he, he I, I owe him like pretty much he saved my life your life yeah Yeah. I owe wow. my life you know so yeah He's I, don't big, think, um, I don't think I've ever had like a near death experience like that crazy, but I, I do remember almost like falling off, like skiing off a cliff, because <laughs> like, like um steep cliff. Yeah, because there's these specific runs that are like really long, but they're really and they're not that steep, but they're really narrow. So one side is just the hill, right? Like the side of the hill, and the other side is just a cliff. Mm-hmm. So, um. But the way that this usually it's fine, like if you have like pretty good steering, um, it's not really a problem. But the way that the entrance of this run works is like it starts from a really steep hill, and then you have to turn really quickly into this narrow, um, this narrow run. Yeah. So when I get towards the steep part of the hill, I didn't turn quick enough, or I tried to like cut the corner. Yep. And I went too fast. Yep. And I pretty much just like skid off the edge. Jeez. Okay. Like I went past the, the safety barrier <laughs> and like into a tree, which kind of just, which, oh yeah, God. which stopped yep. me from going further down the hill. Yep. I probably would have like rolled down there if I, if I didn't hit the tree. Okay. Do, do, you, do you think like, like, are we talking like a sheer drop off the cliff? Like, like tiny for drop if you if you go off the thing. It wasn't more like just a really really steep hill and you just could roll all the way It's a it's a yeah. It was a really steep hill. It's not, yeah, obviously because like a, a cliff won't really hold right. So yeah, yeah. It's just like a really steep hill. 
But you wait, like, what was your, what was your reaction? Like, when I was you're, like, holy like, shit, I was fucking died, like, man. I was like, this is what I get for cutting corners. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a great analogy it's like teaching yeah. a lesson just like you know this is a life lesson here you cut corners you know you never know what happens consequences yeah. oh my god that was actually so scary though well how did you feel afterwards were you like you were like what, at the moment you're like oh my god I almost like I could have died or you yeah. just like oh, yeah, I was like that or something or you like I was like so in shock man I was like, like how, how, how long ago was this like how old were you when this happened I was like 15? Like in. Probably younger nine? than that, I think. Probably younger yeah, than I was that, in I think. Grade 9 when I had the near death experience. Yeah. Younger? Okay, okay. Like, I feel like when you're a kid, the concept of fear doesn't really, like, apply to you. Like, compared to when you're an adult. I feel like now I'd be, like, way more cautious when I'm doing, like, skiing or something. I'd be scared to, like, do these crazy things. I know the same with it, you. It, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I feel like kids are a lot more resilient than adults anyway. Yeah. Like, you can fall from way higher heights. As like, like, I don't know if there's, there's a science behind this. There's probably no science behind this. But I feel like <laughs> kids could, like, fall from, like, you know, like, everyone was, like, a kid once, right? So, like, you, you would have had, like, a fall or something, right, as you were a kid. And, like, you get up with a, a bruise. You fall again, yeah. same same fall as an adult. Like, you're going to break something, you know? It's kind of like that <laughs> yeah, idea. Yeah, like, yeah. Kids exactly. are a lot tougher than, like, when, than, when, you, than when you come with adult. Mm. Not to do, like, your bones not being as hard or as, like, as, like brittle or something. Should, yeah. More, like, or just a lot of light, lighter or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A lot lighter, so you don't hit the ground as hard. Yeah. Like, a, lot, a lot of factors, like, you know, like, kids are actually, like, they should be, like, if it was an adult, a lot of the times, like, you'd be, like, severely injured or even dead. But kids is, like, a bruise or something. It's, like, not a big deal for them. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so, wait, so where did this ski thing happen? Was this in Australia? I think this was, yeah, this was in Australia. One of, I think, yeah, it was Mount Hotham, I think. Um, Just one of those times that, like, I I think, so, like, so the thing is my family likes to go skiing a lot. So then, like, back then we used to go, like, pretty much once a year, I think. And, like later on when they found out that we really like me and my brother really like it then we go overseas to like japan and new zealand and france france oh and south korea as well i think international international okay yeah like i'm so lucky to um for that so but yeah in in france like it was i think france was probably the best snow that might be controversial really yeah wow. Damn. Okay. like yeah i think so because so the resort in france is like um they have like a couple of different mountains that are all connected from like different uh countries so like you know the french alps is connected yep. to the swiss alps it's connected to like this oh, okay. to yeah. to um Italy as well. Just Italy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, yeah. Say, yeah. Because the, the people like the Swiss Alps. Everyone knows the Swiss Alps, right? But yeah. Not, not people know like the French Alps. Yeah, right. So they're all connected, and so yeah. you pretty much like can cross the border at different mountains. Yeah. Um, but I bring up France because, like, it's not even like relevant to skiing. That's when I had like the best dessert <laughs> I've ever had. Yeah. Really? Um, what was the dessert? So you know profiteroles? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's like um, like the shoe pastry with the chocolate and like cream, right? Yeah, the cream. My yeah, God, cream that was yeah. so good. And I was like looking on Facebook. Okay. That was like, um, there's like this meme. I was like, do you ever have that one dish overseas? that you'll never forget and you can never have it ever again. <laughs> that sh- I was just thinking about that. Oh, my God. Like, I had it, like, a couple of times when I was there because it was that good. Damn. Hey, you're making me, you're making me like, you're making me jealous now. That's I want to try. So, yeah, nothing I'm, in Australia has ever come close to, like, the type, that type of profiterole? Well, I mean, it's just different, you know? Like, it's kind of, like, French similar bottle. to that that thing. That, yeah. It's kind of similar to that um, the egg rice that we had oh in uh, Tokyo, yeah, and then we that. went back there, and it wasn't it wasn't the same. Like they changed it so or something. Sad. Wait, did it change? It wasn't even there. Or did it change it, or was it still available? Uh like it was called something different. It wasn't. It was really... a, you're right. It was available, but it wasn't the same thing. It wasn't the same. Last time we had that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what it's, I remember. I loved that ball. That was such a good ball of rice. That was so good. The egg, the MSG. The, oh my god. <laughs> the MSG. <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good question now. Like, what's mm. what's that one food that you may have had in another country or even Keeps another place night. that you can't have again? You know. Yeah. And Do you have that? that? That I don't. That, that egg. I completely forgot about the egg. That the egg bowl thing. That was actually yeah. pretty good. That was really good. Now I'm thinking about it. That was like. I don't know, it's just so simple, but like it's completely different to anything I've had here, or like why what I could make. I don't know what they put in it. That is a really good, like, I'm trying to, that's really good, like, thought now, food for thought, because is there one thing that, like, that stands above everything else? Because you can, there's a lot of good things you've had overseas. Like, for example, like, I think that's what have been one of them. I had, um, I've had Beijing duck in Beijing. That was really good as well. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't think I have, like, a specific food. It's, like, so stand, like, maybe I haven't got so to that point it. yet. I, yeah. yeah, maybe not yet. Not yet. I haven't got to the point where I've had, like, a food that like I had another country and I'm like, damn, I'll never have this ever again. But it was like worth the experience. So mm. I have, to, I have, I have to look forward to in the future. I'm probably keep, yeah. keep thinking of that now. Now. But you don't want to think about it too high. It's like, is this the one? <laughs> Maybe this is the <laughs> is one. Is this the one you're eating? It's like, is this really good? Yeah. And this is pretty good. Is this the best though? Yeah. So, I think, yeah, maybe. Oh, probably something, probably the ramen then. That ramen was, I still think about that. Yeah. That's a really vivid memory. Yeah. Or the um. Oh, you know what? I don't know if, if I can't have this again, but I did have um. The in in Hong Kong they had the um the Michelin star the yum cha place. The, like the oh, yeah. Sun place. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but like I think you know what you talk, what I'm talking about. Uh, had, um, Tim Ho Wan, right? Yeah, Tim Ho Wan. That's the one. Tim Ho Wan. Yeah. And they had these um. I don't know if it was like hagao, but like the um the prawn dumplings. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the the really tra- the white like translucent um dumplings with like the prawn meat. Yeah, yeah. I understood. I understood why they were Michelin restaurant when I ate that. I was like, geez, that good, huh? Wow. So was that good? Because there's one in there's one in Melbourne entrees. that's like so <laughs> that's not really that good, right? I don't know. I don't think I've tried it. Like if if we've tried, we've tried it. I don't know if we've tried it, but I'm, I'm sh- it'll be pretty hard to compete to the one in Hong Kong. Yeah, I d- definitely not Michelin star like um. Rating. I do we this, we don't have a Michelin star rest rating system in Australia either. I think which is weird. yeah no we have a uh, chef, chef hat chef hat yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, is there any reason like 
why we don't have the Michelin star. I'm sure there's some sort of reason why we don't have. Like, are we not good enough for Michelin star? <laughs> we're not good. Enough. I, I, we're definitely we, we we definitely have Michelin star like quality, but we just oh, go yeah. off a different yeah. system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Which is why I think like a lot of chefs here move overseas because you don't get that kind of recognition. Yeah, like I got two chef hats. Okay, like, cool. I got a Michelin star. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Is is um. Well, we've been to that one Michelin star place together in Japan, right? Yeah, the uh, Shabu Shabu place. Yeah, yeah. Is that the um besides the Tim Ho one? Is that the only other Michelin star place you've been to? I think so. I've only been to those two. One in yeah. Hong Kong, one in Japan. I feel like that was... Like, I wouldn't say, like, it's life-changing. Yeah. But it was an experience. You know? You know yeah. what I mean? I, yeah, like, I the atmosphere the, and stuff yeah. was really good. They, the whole meal experience and like, the quality of the food, it was like... Damn, like, this is on another level. Like this, the, Yeah, yeah. But, like, when I say it's, like, the best one I've ever had, probably not. Yeah. It was a good. It was a really, really good. Really like good you can't understand like why. Like when you, I feel like anytime if you go to a Michelin star restaurant, there's gonna be that one dish or that one bite of food you have, or that that one experience you have. You're like, okay, I get it now. I get yeah. why these mm-hmm. guys have a Michelin star. You, you get like why they they're recognized about other like other restaurants and stuff. Yeah. So I I had that experience when I had like the first bite of like you know the first like you know like it was all like entrees with, like vegetables and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then they give us the actual meat. When yeah. I tried that first piece of meat, I was like, oh, the I meat. get it now. Yeah, I get it now. I was like, that meat was such high quality. So, it was so, yeah. But imagine, like, if that is one Michelin star. Think about yeah. two and three. Yeah. Like, is it ha- exponential? Ha- or is it, like, really similar, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I've ever even considered that. I still do want to try. I don't know at this point. Because I don't... Do you remember if that beef we had at the, at the Shabu Shabu place... If that was actually a once, like, was that like A5 Wagyu? But I mean, one it, of the it probably was. Life goals was like to have a steak of like A5, like Kobe uh, Wagyu beef, you know? Yeah. Like, well, I think a steak would definitely taste a lot different, you know? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's it's being like fried, right? Like pan yeah. fried. Um, so, like, obviously, like, the, the texture is like so different. But then, like, it's so. I feel like I'm. I feel like the steak though is gonna be like way too heavy because of just the yeah. marbling is insane. Yeah, like you take one bite, it's really good, and then you keep eating. You're like, oh my god, there's so much. It's like I'm, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure you. I'm sure it'll be good the whole way through. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be good. This, yeah, you're not gonna think this is too much. You're gonna. You're just gonna wish there was more. Yeah, but I feel like if you had it like again and again and again then you probably be like okay this is probably too much you have this to is like, probably too much yeah yeah you have to wait you, you have to wait it's like a, like a treat rather than like something you have every day hmm yeah but that that is a goal to have like that type of steak that type like that type of quality steak in like that's... a two or three michelin star restaurant that would be the goal yeah definitely and like oh well we can't really talk about it right now because there's no way we can go overseas <laughs> so Oh yeah, <laughs> like I don't know. The next time we're going to be able to even get to a country that has Michelin star restaurants, it's going to be a while. Oh yeah, that's um, oh, man, I can't believe we're having this conversation at this point. Yeah. In this year, you know, like that was such a like such a last year thing. Yeah. Like, it affected all of last year, 
and now it's happening again. It's now. happening again. It's pretty yeah. much the same. It's almost like a two-year event. Like, I, I, I'm not even like, I don't even know anymore. I, I guess there was that period of like normality when we have to wear masks anywhere. That was great. You know, it's kind of a yeah. It was but like now, early we're this back year, to the masks right? Again, yeah, mm. earlier this year. I remember I had like this conversation, um, right after bouldering when we're getting food. Uh, I think uh, with, with with a friend, and I was just saying, you know, it's crazy how like Australia's kind of returned to like almost like a normal state. You see the news overseas; every other country is like, like they're like you know. I think I mentioned yeah. this in the last podcast yeah, as well. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I have to keep bringing this up until like this is something behind us. You know, this is almost like a record of like this, these podcasts are logs of like, you know, like <laughs> of, a little, little... how COVID happened. Yeah, it's like a little history piece. Yeah, like a little like a, like um. So what, like a time capsule of like mm. what happened in the past. So after 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 COVID does end though, you know, like what well, like what well, what place? What's on the top of the list? What's on the top of the list? Where 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 do you want to go the most after travels like you know all good again? Uh, there's like the generic place. answer like is going to and the generic answer would be Tokyo. I mean Japan. Not Tokyo. Yeah. I probably mm. wouldn't want to go to Tokyo again. Because, like, I feel like there's so much to explore mm. that it I haven't is, been yeah. to. Um, oh, it's, so, it's so funny as well, because the Olympic Games are happening right now. Yeah, that's right. And we were, we were meant to go there in 2020. That, that, that was the original plan for us to go overseas to Tokyo for the Olympic Games. Yeah. And we couldn't go, so no one could go. <laughs> We missed the tickets, so no one could go. So no one could go. No one go watch the Olympics now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, little, I think I think I think an Asia Japan, trip. Yeah. I think an Asia trip would be good. Yeah, that would um, be good. I w- I do want to go to um Hong Kong again. Miss Hong Kong. Yes, Hong Kong. yeah, and I, a special I w- place. Yeah, it does. Um, I I really want to visit uh Taiwan as well. Oh yeah, never, I've never been there before, but oh you I mean, yeah. Like, that- Mm-hmm. Uh, I have relatives um in Taiwan, so they're like they're they're super super nice. Like last time yeah. I went, they were like, oh my god, Taiwan actually a really really fun place. So much yeah. so much good food there as well. Mm-hmm. So 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 Taiwan. What else did it be? I want to go to Singapore. I never never been to Singapore before. Oh yeah, Singapore would be nice. It's hard Not for long though. But it's like maybe like <laughs> one know. or two days. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's it very sweaty there. So, a couple of days in Singapore. Yes. And Korea, I don't know. Like Korea feels like a really like common answer as well. Mm. But from a lot of people I know that have been to Korea and Japan, everyone says go to Korea first, then go to Japan. Because people say like Korea is just like, I don't know. This might be biased, but just, people just say like Korea is just like the um, like a second rate version of Japan. Hmm. It's know. definitely got its uh. I think in some areas it's better. Like I guess the nightlife might be better. Mm-hmm. If you like drinking, it's probably better. That's true. Yeah, people party a lot uh, more crazy in in, in um, Korea than in Tokyo. Yeah, in, in Japan, yeah. And probably like the shopping is better and stuff. But I mean, like I hardly ever like besides like souvenirs that I give that I want to keep for myself or give to other people. I'm not really buying like clothes or stuff from japan it's more like the experience right yeah i think if i wanted to go on like shopping spree it'd probably be korea like they have so mm. much range right 
I feel like I might be intimidated just like by people in Korea. Like, you know, like their like their beauty standards and fashion standards. It kind of freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, like like they always dress so like so well. They have like you yeah. know, all this like like makeup and like cosmetic surgery. And, yeah, like, everyone's that's true. like everyone has to look good, you know, they have to look you know, they have there's this like like public opinion, like the idols, you know, like that's what you should look like. You have to dress like them. You have yeah. to like, style yourself like them. You look like them. That's yeah. kind of the thing, like it's probably intimidating. Like, yeah, I feel like in Japan is it's people a little more chill with like their yeah, fashion they're very style. modest, you know, like they're, they're not like they don't feel like they have to show off. You know? Yeah, so really well, like, like the fashion represents like who you are. It's like your identity there. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, is it bad that so I've been to Seoul for like yeah. a couple of days? It was mainly the career trip was mainly to go to the ski, but I don't really remember that much. Is that bad? <laughs> I feel bad because, like, obviously, like, a lot of people, you know, can't go on these kinds of trips. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I do remember this bowl of soup that changed my life. <laughs> There's always that one dish from each country that I dish. go to. I was I mean, like, holy shit, this soup is, like, it was, it was, like, two liters or something of yeah. soup and, like, unlimited rice. And I was like, holy shit, I've never had this soup-rice combination in this way before it's like life changing do you remember what type of soup it was um it's called like um i'm gonna butcher this it's like galbi tang which is like oh, beef okay. short yeah. ribs oh yeah kalbi uh, yeah kalbi tang yeah mm-hmm. yeah um beef short rib soup yeah with and it was i don't know it's just so <laughs> so good okay because it was, it was mean, really okay. cold and stuff so Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, if you if you went there for skiing, I'm guessing you would have gone. Yeah, the it was, it was, yeah. It's so so cold there. Yeah, I think that's a big thing you forget because like you live in Melbourne your whole life. Your winter it goes down to like what, less than ten. That's kind of really cold for us. Yeah, and then when you go overseas and it goes below zero, you're like negative five, negative six. You're like, oh my god, this is like inhospitable weather. Yeah, that's right. How how old were you when you went to Korea? Maybe that's probably we don't remember much because you were really young. No, it wasn't even that. Like it was like I was like fifteen. Okay. I wasn't. But maybe yeah, maybe, wasn't, maybe yeah. you you thinking more about the skiing than the actual yeah, like, probably. visiting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't really remember much being in the city, besides yeah, yeah, the that soup. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it being really cold. Oh, actually, that's actually another thing. Then I was just thinking about like places to ski. Canada. Mm-hmm. Canada. Yeah. Canada would be a pretty Canada. nice place. Yeah. I like get to experience the kind of North America without having to actually go into the States. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, sometimes something to do with, like, the culture there is just it's very yeah. different, I think. Um, yeah, and- Canada is a uh, Commonwealth country, you know, so, like, technically, like, our sister country That's is right. Canada. Yeah. yeah. I just want to go to the parts where they speak French. <laughs> I don't know why that's, that seems cool. Parlez-vous français? <laughs> oui, oui. <laughs> but yeah, I, I always say I... that um, if I was to ever move out of Australia to live, I'd yeah. pick Canada for some reason. I don't know, it just seems like a chill place. It's funny because um, that's literally, um, I had the same kind of thought as well, to move to yeah. Canada if I wasn't to live in um, Australia. So, <laughs> I, Yeah, I feel, but I feel like I have to... You have to experience the winter there first to make you up your mind. Hmm. Like you say, how good it is. And you're, then you're winter. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah I heard. I heard winters can be like brutal. 
Yeah, you just like this sucks. Take me back or something. <laughs> And you say you you like the snow until you, <laughs> yeah, until until you, you like shovel your whole fucking driveway is covered with it. Yeah, your car is like gone. Just like you don't even know if it's there anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that. You know, cool I have there. a very specific um place I want to go to. Yeah, what's that? And it's and, and it's not and it's not even like what people most people would think of. Mm-hmm. I want to go to a bazaar. In, um, one of like the. I guess like the ancient or like one of the Middle Eastern countries, like um, Turkey or Syria. What's a bazaar? Like, so so a bazaar is like a, a, I think I, I could be wrong, but it's like a spice market or like like a, it's, a, it's kind of like a market, like a very like old type of market. That exists uh-huh. just like during like even like a very like medieval ages, just like a place where people trade stuff and like people yep. where people sell stuff, and it's like a very interesting um like like market, a very very old market. And mm. a lot of people there, they play chess and they drink, um, like, I don't know if it's coffee or tea or something. They, they drink, it's, it's just like this whole vibe is very, very cool. It's like, you know, it's almost like you're going mm. to like another world in that sense. You're going to like this like bazaar of spices and stuff. And like, there's all these like exotic antiquities you can buy there. That's wow. kind of like some place I really want to go. Yeah. I'm actually like a really big, um, like, I don't know, like maybe very like generalist, but like, I'm, I'm very like big into ancient history. So yeah. I would want to visit like a lot of places in Europe one day. So like mm. Stonehenge in England, I'd want to visit that one day. Oh, I also yeah. want to visit the um, Giza, see the pyramids, just visit like the ancient wonders of the world. Mm, yeah, that'd be really cool. It's like kind of like the mystery trip. of them as well. But, like people to this day mm. still don't know how Stonehenge was built. Yeah, like people mm. like there are people saying like the stones from Stonehenge um, don't match any of the stones in the area next to it, and the closest thing was like hundreds of miles away so like how did they drag yeah, the they all the way mm. to there and one of the constant one of the theories are oh, we had help from like um of like i'm like you know visitors you know like uh extraterrestrial people helped us like you know put the stones there or something mm. isn't that like the Speaking. similar thing with- <laughs> I, was I was like that's a good segue you got there yeah. <laughs> speaking oh no isn't that like similar to um with the pyramids of how well, I mean yeah that is that how, is how they like move the move the like stones stone slabs yeah well, I, I think for the stone slabs because I, I'm not sure like the exact dates I say I like history but I don't even know dates but the um it's about the like principles stone might have been before the, the pyramid I, I'm not exactly sure but I feel like there has been like documentation or at least it's been documented how you see all those history books how like they got the like the, the logs and they rolled the stones up the thing yeah i feel like building that isn't a big deal because you're kind of like stacking it piece by piece eventually to the top right yeah the thing that i found that was very um very uh interesting at least to say to say the most was the measurements oh it's the precision right the precision of how well it was built yeah. and how well it lined up with the stars it's yeah. like on par with, almost on par with like it was like millimeters off in terms of like modern yeah. like like ultra precise equipment that's how close they built it and mm. it was thousands of years ago and the the, the the like i don't know if the tips or like the way they aligned the pyramids was meant to align with a certain star like constellation and that's like, crazy think about thousands of years ago no technology how did they build it that precisely like they say like oh you know pythagoras a square plus b because b square because c square they got they got the formula down like they 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 had some sort of mathematics, but even with that, you know, 
how would yeah. you know you know and like the other one in um in south america the the, uh, the nazca lines i'm sorry, i think the nazca lines um they drew these huge um figures that can be seen from by like from above like airplanes and birds and stuff right yeah but they could never see what they were drawing mm-hmm. could you um, i feel like that could be easier though you could you could still draw a circle without knowing like without seeing the circle what's it called the nazca idea lines. Of, yeah the, the nazca lines like they, they did these huge like artworks let me look that up yeah the nazca, line, oh. nazca lines oh i've never nazca seen lines. that nazca lines yeah nazca lines yeah how big are these they're, they're like massive i think Geoglyphs between 500 BC and 8500. So this is wow. almost 1,500 to 2,000 years ago. Holy crap. 1,500, 2,500 years ago, yeah. Oh, it's in Peru. Yeah. So much stuff in Peru, like ancient stuff. What's another one? Machu Picchu? Machu Picchu, yeah, that's one. Don't, don't you think it's always weird, though? Like, there's so many cultures around the world. They all built similar sized like monuments. Hmm. Always in like a pyramid formation with like an apex. Yeah. I mean that could just be speculation though. Like I guess everyone can figure out how a triangle works. Maybe that's like the easiest way to stack something up. But do you think there's like some some sort of coincidence? Yeah, I, I mean I thought like that sounded crazy, but I feel like I sound like a conspiracy theorist here. <laughs> let me let me say that I'm not a conspiracy theorist, okay? I I, I believe we land up on the moon. I believe uh, all these things, okay? Mm-hmm. I just think it's food for thought that a lot of cultures. It's a little bit too convenient. World, unrelated across thousands of different like, like years or between like hundreds of years, hundreds of cultures. Like they all have like similar ideas, right? Of like this, like I don't know, the bones formations. Some of the, even the stories they tell of like gods visiting them and stuff. I mean, what, what do you think? Like, do 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 you believe in like you know? Are we alone in the universe? Uh, like realistically, because I I know my answer, and I don't want my answer like you know like influencing yours. So I want to kind of want to hear like, okay, like what do you think? Yeah, probably. No, okay, maybe. Probably. I th- I think there could be a chance. It could be a chance. Yeah. Well, okay, okay. So I have a conclusive uh, answer. Is yes. I am 100% sure that we are not alone in the universe, that there's okay. definitely life out there. Whether or not that life is like ultra intelligent or something, um, yeah. I don't know. That That's, you know, to be decided. But what's, there are, your, what's your reasoning behind that? There's like, I don't know if you've seen the footage, but there was this um, great YouTube video that covered it called... Um, it was about it was about Lemino. I don't know. I think it was like it was, oh, yeah. it was to 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 do with um like talking about like footage that the uh, U.S. military found of um essentially UFOs or unidentified objects, mm-hmm. and those were released to the public, and no one seemed to care about them, which was pretty interesting. Like no one, literally, no one cared. And this footage was um I would say that probably one of like the most. How would you say the most convincing pieces or convincing arguments that we're probably not alone or not as not alone as we think we are 
or some country has some sort of crazy technology we don't know about. Yeah. But essentially, um, uh, what the footage showed was, um, it was the United States uh, military. They were training. They were doing training exercises off the coast. I don't know if it was Cuba or something. Or was it was off off a coast somewhere. And during one of the training exercises, uh, two like two of the jets spotted a a weird object, kind of like hovering above the ocean. And when it got closer, it was like this smooth, like shell, like almost like an egg, like a tic tac. The the video described it like a tic tac shaped object, like a very very like pretty much like a ship sized um tic tac that was hovering above the water. And then as the um jets got closer, the movement on that thing, like there would first of all the appearance, there was like no outward appearance of any like thrust things. Like there was like no engine, no wings, no source of ignition, no nothing that could give it lift. It was pretty much just like hovering. There was like some sort of like like a magnet or something. This is hovering in, in space. Mm-hmm. And as the jets got closer, that thing literally just accelerated like vertically up and then left the side to side back and forth. Like like full control and like all like the xyz axis right like yeah. there's no there's no technology at that time even now that can let you move so freely to space like that like think about it, like if you, if you do a turn right just just don't like go left or go right they have to like they have to bank they have to like kind of go on an angle to turn they can't hmm. just like you can't just go directly left directly right that'd be insane right so that thing whatever it was it was changing directions like left right up down like like in an instant and then it just shot up into the sky and disappeared at two, three hundred kilometers per hour. And mm. it's not even an isolated incident. Multiple like reports were seen from multiple different people, multiple different flights, multiple different exercises. That, you know, same thing. There was this um, unidentified craft that was flying in their area. And yep. it, they didn't respond to anything. It just did the same thing. It just flew away and we got too close. And it was just crazy like fast. It was like technology that at that moment, or even now, shouldn't exist. Mm. And I think the most interesting thing is, because here's, here's like the two main theories for it, right? When they reported this to like all the, um, the senior officials, like all of the um, like top level commanders like in charge of the exercises, in charge of like the, the, um, the battleships and all like the, um, the admirals and stuff, they were like, you know, just don't worry about it. Just monitor it and do your exercises as normal. And I feel like there's two responses for that. As in A, that was like their own tech and they knew about it. It was like a test or something, right? Yeah. Like only at the top, the high up, they knew about it. Oh, they are, we're running a experimental test here. Like it's not FYI, don't, don't blow it up or something. You know, we're running it here. So they knew about it and they were like, okay, we can't tell that to everyone, right? So we're just saying, oh, you just ignore it. But deep down, like they already knew, like they knew it belongs to them. It's their own tech. That's one theory. So like they didn't care about it because mm-hmm. it belongs to them. It's their own tech. Mm-hmm. Second theory is, you know, they don't believe them. They're like, oh, like, you know, it's like, it's probably nothing. It's probably you, you guys are probably just like making it sound a lot more extreme than it is. Yeah. That's not really a good theory. It's more like it was so fantastical to believe that like they just didn't really care about it. This is kind of hard to it's like. Is this if you tell someone like, oh, Santa Claus is real, right? And I have proof of it. They just think you're crazy. Yeah. So like they just they would just like de- deny the existence of it because they don't want to seem like they're crazy or something, right? Kind of mm. like that idea, like kind of saving your own face. You don't want to be, you don't, you don't want to be that guy, you know. You don't want to be that guy saying, "Hey, there's a uh, aliens or something." You, just, you get a psych evaluation and kicked out. So it's kind of, it's kind yeah. of a bit like that, that type of thing. It's like they either knew, and they it was theirs already, or they didn't want to be like you know like outed or something. They didn't want to speak up. Mm. 
Which one do you think it is? That it's their tech or that it just didn't believe it? I think realistically, even though like I believe in the existence of like extraterrestrial life, I'm like ninety mm percent -hmm. convinced it was their own tech. Really? And that advanced though. I don't know, but like it, it, it like that's I'm just I'm not I'm not really justifying how advanced tech is. I'm more justifying the response of like the military or like the, the leadership. I'm thinking mm. like if they didn't care that much about it, then surely they know something that we don't. So it's, they know something that the other people don't. So yeah. I'm making the assumption that they didn't care about it because they knew it was like some sort of test that was being run by them. Kind of that, that kind of sense. It's like they were that calm about it. It's like they knew something. That, that, that's my kind of theory. Like mm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really but, say like. Uh, but if you I, think I that then. The tech. If you think that then. That's that's an argument against aliens being present here. Yeah, well, you see, like even as much as I want to believe that as proof, I feel like there's too many like there's too many things that are like it's just us, you know. It's not it's not something extraterrestrial. It's literally just us. It's like, a rubber balloon, yeah. like some sort of experimental jet or a satellite or something. A lot of stuff. I would say ninety nine percent of like occurrences. Is like either natural phenomenon, or just yeah. us, us like doing tech or like some this stuff caused by us, and then yeah. the one percent of incidents that really can't be explained, that kind of gives me hope. Like you can't deny it or you can't deny something hundred percent, and you can't say it's true hundred percent. You know, mm -hmm. so that's like that that one percent of the things that are unexplained is the reason why I think something there is something out there. Yeah, because it's just too much. Evidence. I mean, you just like mathematically though. Surely, we are like this one planet is not the only thing out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's possible that like it's just this one habitable planet, planet out of every planet in the universe. That doesn't really make yeah. sense. Yeah, but the question of whether they've you know found us and actually like living among us is a different question. Yeah. Are you familiar with something called the Fermi paradox? No. Get your so ex I, explain so that. So the Fermi paradox is just the. It depends what you described it right. If there was so much life out there, in the world, like in the universe, why hasn't it it contacted us yet, or why haven't we contacted? We haven't. Why haven't we accounted it yet? Right. Yeah. And the paradox just is. An, is an, I, I, let me. Let me. I want to get this right. Essentially, there's something called a great filter. Mm -hmm. so the great filter is kind of like this barrier that's like for intelligent life like us is every single like race or species has to pass through this great filter it could be nuclear weapons it could be some type of technology and maybe the paradox is like no one has been able to go past the filter yet because they get to this filter and they all wipe themselves out and the scary question is uh, have we are we past the filter or we haven't mm. reached the filter yet yeah and if we are past the filter are we the only ones that have made it past the filter but that's like kind of like the, the fermi paradox in terms of like why haven't why isn't there extraterrestrial life so you're like we're just trying to figure out if there's another civilization out there that's kind of overlapping in the same period that we are yeah mm. let me see if i can find it
The Great Filter, yeah. I think you told me about that before, didn't you? Yeah, it's um, yeah, I may imagine like a long time ago. Yeah. But yeah, so it's called it's called the Great Filter. Ah, yes, the Kardashev scale. Yeah. So there's also something they use a lot in defining like civilizations or like how advanced your civilization is. It's called the Kardashev scale. Mm-hmm. So you can probably search it up really easily. But a so a Kardashev scale is broken up into like three types of civilizations. So a type one civilization is known as a planetary civilization. So we can use and store all the energy available on the planet. So if there's like a volcano or a tornado or anything, or like a tidal wave, we can harness 100% of our powers, of our planet's power or our planet's energy. That's a type one civilization. At the moment, I think we're between a 0.5 and a 0.7 in terms of a 0.7 of a type Point seven of a type 1 civilization. So like, we're almost at a type 1 civilization. After the type 1 is a type 2 uh, type two civilization. It's called a stellar civilization. So you can um, use and control all the energy of a planetary system. So we can use all of the energy of the solar system we are in. So we can use all, harness all the whole entire power of the sun, pretty much. We can use everything mm-hmm. inside our planetary system. And then type 3 civilization is called galactic civilization. So they can control and create like I guess manage energy at the scale of a galaxy. So the whole entire Milky Way, they can control all of that energy. So the Kardashev scale uh, relates back to the um the Fermi paradox in the sense that there's been no civilization that's able to advance up to like one, two or three yet because of the of the Great Filter. They get to a certain point in the Great Filter and get wiped out. They never make it past type one, type two or type three. Like that type of concept there as well. Huh. So that's the really scary thing, I think, if you want to get very, very existential, is well, we are, love we, here, don't we? are we, yeah, are we before or are we after the filter? Mm. That's a uh, you know, food for thought, you know, uh, something to think about. My brain's to be too small to be thinking about this. <laughs> Speaking of uh, thinking about this, it is, how long have we gone for? An hour, an hour into yeah. a podcast. Yes. This is a. Well, this is. I feel like this is like a good a good point for us to like. It's kind of reflect on like. Mm-hmm. What, what do we What do we talk about in our in our podcast? We talked about um. It's mainly like uh, food, a little bit of food, a little bit of traveling, traveling, life and death experiences, straight to aliens. <laughs> yeah, life changing, <laughs> life changing. Um. Uh, experiences, foods, yeah, and then aliens mm. at the end. Yeah, yeah. How does sneaking in there somehow? <laughs> yeah. So many, so many. There's, there's so much to talk about aliens, though. Yeah, I feel like that could be its own thing. Um, there was something else I did want to relate into aliens because mm-hmm. I do want to go camping again. Yeah. And last time we went camping, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, no, no, nothing crazy happened when we went camping. Just don't put that in context for us. So we went camping. Um, in the Australian outback, pretty much not not really the outback, but pretty much the, we went to a um, a campsite, uh, pretty far out of Melbourne. Yeah, and I remember at night, right? There was like no light pollution, very low light pollution, and you look up, and you see so many stars, and you can see like the edge of the Milky Way there, right? Yeah, and you look into the night sky, and I think the only thing I was thinking it's like, I'm looking all the way into the universe now, right? Is there something looking back at me? You know, it's like, like that kind of thought. It makes you kind of feel small. 
kind of puts you into context like all your the, you know the issues like the arguments your like problems you have it seems insignificant compared to like how small we are in terms of the universe yeah it's kind of like you well, know just you know don't take it too seriously you know it's because you don't matter you don't matter at all <laughs> you're, a speck of dust. you're a speck yeah. you're a speck exactly mm-hmm. that's what's so i do want to go camping again though to have that experience again exactly just to be able, do, to, be, yeah. able to look up that would be great if you want to camping when this fucking lockdown ends exactly when this <laughs> lockdown ends probably yeah. you're talking about this in number seven of the number seven lockdown number four mm-hmm. podcast yeah that's right <laughs> yeah yeah so please let there be another lockdown so we can have another podcast yeah this is a great uh diary of the uh of the lockdowns yeah but uh i think we can end it there right yeah i think we um covered a lot of territory today mm-hmm. and also left enough stuff to talk about in the future as well yeah i uh like to thank the patreons no is it yeah <laughs> Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Beast, uh, tier one. Thank you for the. Uh... <laughs> we'll cut that part out. No free advertising. <laughs> no one gets free advertising. No one gets free advertising. <laughs> okay, I think we can end it then. Yeah, we end it then.